Welcome, everyone. I'm Sandra Bargeman. A few years ago, I wrote and performed a solo show called The Edge of Every Day, which was an exploration of the rough edges and contradictions we all face and grapple with. The show hit a nerve, and the relevance of the topic would only grow over time more than I could have foreseen. So, here we are. Real talk with real people, sharing stories and perspectives that spark provocative invitations to leap out of what's safe. On the edge of every day. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone, and Happy New Year again. Thank you for joining me on the edge of every day here on talkradio.nyc. Tonight, we are live in the hive with internationally recognized author and teacher Gloria Karpinski for our 52nd episode entitled The Edge Where Two Worlds Touch. For those of you who have become loyal listeners here on The Edge of Every Day, Thank you. Thank you so much for spending time with me and my guests. I'm thrilled to tell you that our numbers are growing and I have you to thank. I could not do it without you. Please continue to share this podcast with friends and family and take a moment to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Sandra Bargeman on the edge of every day. And if you're tuning in for the first time, welcome to the edge. If you like what you hear tonight and you want to check out my past episodes with my inspiring guests, you can find them three places, talkradio.nyc, on your favorite podcast platform, and on my YouTube channel. Again, that's Sandra Bargeman on the Edge of Every Day. This show is about pushing boundaries and exploring rough edges. Through conversations and shared stories with friends and colleagues, it is my hope that we can begin to understand our edges. And what I mean by edges is those places where we are fearful, those places where we are resistant to change, and those places where paradoxes and contradictions live in our beliefs and in our understandings, both internally and in the world around us. Listen, we live in edgy, tumultuous times, and people are complex. The more we recognize our own edges and get real about them, the more we can help others to do the same. And that, I fully believe, can help to change the world. So... Thanks again for tuning in. And without further ado, it is time to introduce our guest this week. Gloria Karpinski is a holistic counselor, spiritual director, teacher, and author. Her seminars, as well as her individual in-depth life attunements, emphasize the relevancy of universal spiritual principles to everyday life and the interdynamics of mind, body, emotions, and spirit. Gloria graduated from the University of North Carolina prior to her ordination by the International Church of Ageless Wisdom, an interfaith church without walls. She was a journalist. Gloria has presented workshops, intensives, and keynotes across the country and around the globe, conducting seminars and giving lectures for such diverse groups as psychotherapists, actors, and doctors in venues ranging from large conferences to colleges, churches, hospitals, and specialized groups. She is the author of two books, Where Two Worlds Touch, Spiritual Rites of Passage, and Barefoot on Holy Ground, 12 Lessons in Spiritual Craftsmanship, both published by Ballantine Books. Both books have been used as texts for interfaith seminaries and study groups, including the Center for Sacred Studies in California, where she is on the online teaching staff. Gloria has received a grant from the Lawrence D. Rockefeller Fund for the Advancement of the Human Spirit and Women and Wisdom Foundation, Inc., honored Gloria at their Service to Spirit Award Banquet. 
Gloria was presented the keys to her native city of Greensboro, North Carolina, for her outstanding achievements and contributions. She maintains a counseling practice in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. She's on the National Advisory Board of the Sophia Institute in Charleston, South Carolina. Welcome, Gloria Karpinski. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sandra. It's such an honor to be here. Oh, my goodness. My heart is overflowing to have you on this podcast as my guest. I oh, cannot okay. begin to tell my listeners how I love and adore and respect this woman. So oh, it is a great honor to have you on my show. Oh, thank Gloria. you. It's indeed an honor to be here, Sandra. I appreciate it so much, your invitation. Oh. And can I say before I say anything else that I love the title of this show. Right? I already have. I always right. have ever since the first time I heard of The Edge of Every Day. Oh, I thought you meant the, this episode. Well, thank you. I love that. Thank you so much. The mm -hmm. Edge of Every Day. Isn't it the truth? Well, it just sums up so much, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, and you were one of the first people that I shared the actual solo show with and the really? CD with. And of course, because you are, I so value your opinion and your input oh, thank you. and your, your great thank you mentorship. So well, yeah. and speaking of- And of right back at you. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, the, I like to to tell my listeners where my guest, guests come from, and of course, the way I've been gushing, I'm sure that 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 they've already already realized that that I I I know you well. But how I know Gloria, how I met her, is as I mentioned in reading your delicious CV. Gloria's texts are used in seminaries as uh, her books are used as texts, and in seminary. Not in the first year when I was at the new seminary. It was the second year students who were using barefoot on holy ground. So you were invited in at, uh, to be the keynote speaker for the new seminary for interfaith studies at the end of my first year. So I hadn't used your book yet, uh, but, you know, what I heard from the grapevine and, and oh my goodness, Gloria Karpinski is coming in for the keynote. Everyone was absolutely thrilled. And of course I attended um, the graduation. It was at uh, St. John the Divine and, yes. and you were divine as well. And I, I really so appreciated everything that you you spoke about and was so looking forward to uh oh and you also gave an intensive that uh, anyone that was a, a student at the new seminary could attend and that was very moving so then fast forward um well no i'm gonna wait for fast forwarding i want to <laughs> talk about mentorship so I, I i said in my all of my social media about you that i really consider you a mentor and I personally do not use that word often. And I know you'll get a kick out of this. I know you know this about me. It's my rebel spirit. Um, <laughs> I, there aren't, I, I can count on one hand the number of people I consider mentors. And you are at the top of that list. So again, now that I've regaled you, um, <laughs> yes, we're going to swing back to mentorship, but I love to ask all of my guests, this is a new fabulous, well, it's fabulous to me question, and I will be interested. I have a sense of how you're going to answer this, but it really is in today's world where people are doing so many things and exploring so many parts of themselves and where identity and gender and so many things are becoming so more fluid and uh, more balanced and at edge of every day coming together what identity do you gloria karpinski lead with in your life what identity what identity oh what a question that's an interesting question uh, yeah because i often i often speak of the fact that um um the whole spiritual quest is about finding is about remembering a true identity, which is we're son and daughter of the mother, father, God. Yeah. I mean, that's true identity. 
right? Yes. So right now I'm experiencing being Gloria, you know. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, identity. Yes, I start with that. I have a prayer that I start every day with, I am a being of light, daughter of the mother, father, God. Yeah. This day, only that which is my highest good shall come to me. Only that which is light shall leave from me. Every day of my life starts that way. So it's that I am, as you well know, (laughs) is the strongest thing we ever practice anything with is I am. It's like a decree, you know? So I I always want to start with that because, you know, the temptation is very great to get caught up in um, every other identity, the roles we're playing. Mm -hmm. That's why it's such a fun question. You know, it's all and there's so many tendrils uh, that you could go out on in sure. terms of how you're going to answer that. Yeah. Well, a beautiful, beautiful answer. And, uh, you know, mother, father, God, I love the, the yin and the yang, the male and the female portion of creation. Um, the edge of every day. Just as as beautiful. Well, I want to swing back to thank you for that luscious answer and for the prayer. Um, Mentoring. I, you, as I mentioned, I consider you a, a, a great mentor, but you and I have talked about how during COVID, there's been, I've really felt a call to community in a way that I had never been called to it before. Mm -hmm. COVID really uh, revealed that to me. Mm -hmm. And I feel as though it also has revealed mentorship. Would you agree? Would you, do you feel that there's an increased call? I know you feel this about community. We've talked about this, but I haven't asked you about mentorship. What are your feelings around mentorship and, and, and the increase of mentorship? Well, I think for one thing, we, we, we need to be clear in our definition of what we consider mentorship to be. Yes. Because, you know, there comes a time when you really are aware that everything in the environment is potentially your mentor, if you're paying attention. Yes. And when you start looking for specifics, uh, the law of attraction kicks in. If the, if the quest is sincere, you know, then you magnetize out of millions of possibilities the people to you that will maybe give you answers or inspiration or direction. Uh, they may also mirror for you exactly what's the opposite of it, which is part of the mentorship. Indeed. <laughs> not, the, not always the fun part of it. Very strong leadership. The personality, <laughs> but it's definitely, it's definitely part of the path. Yeah. Indeed. So I, I think mentorship is very complicated because, because you find it in books, you find it in classes. Mm. You know, um, there is a concept in, in Hinduism of the guru that sits next to you. Yeah. The Upakaru, I think it's called. <laughs> and, and, that, and that is um, a state of consciousness in which you recognize that, um, that the person next to you may be saying, may be your mentor for that moment. Yes. And it's, um, you know, it can be even variations of out of the mouth of babes. Do you know? Oh, my, my goodness. <laughs> well, if, if we believe that every person is our teacher slash mentor. Absolutely. Um, of course, in each... But I, I do, I have felt a sense of, of wanting um, particularly young women to be reaching out um, and me reaching back to younger women in mentorship and, and really wanting, you know, to, to, yes. to share it in a way that, and I'm sure it's, it's the age, it's, it's a, it, the perfect combination of COVID and my age and, and where I am in life. Well, may may I interrupt you to say that one of that that is also the fact that you're plugged into what's really happening on planet Earth, because from the very beginning of my work, which has been several decades ago, um, one of the major things that I was taught in spirit, and it has never changed in all these years, is that the centerpiece, not an also ran, 
the centerpiece of this evolutionary spiral that we're in is the restoration of the divine feminine in human consciousness. And, and I think it's actually the hope of this planet. Oh, and I think I know for certain that there would be a, a cheer around the globe in agreement yes. with that. Yeah. Listen, yes. um, we need to go to break. Okay. And when we come back, we will pick up where we left off on the divine feminine. And we're going to move into um, where two worlds touch and and change and the difference between spirituality and religion i want gloria to share her beautiful beautiful metaphor for that when we come back on the edge of every day with gloria karpinski stay tuned are you a business owner do you want to be a business owner do you work with business owners hi i'm stephen fry your small and medium-sized business or smb guy and i'm the host of the new show always friday while I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Karpinski. Gloria, we have uh, we have a shout out to Farrell Sylvest, who says, delighted to be here. Gloria has meant a great deal to me. That is very nice. Thank you so much, Farrell. Uh, just wonderful. Hello, Farrell. Thank you. She means a great deal to me, too, and many, many others. So let's move into where two worlds touch. We're going to uh, touch on, on all your books and hopefully all the stories will spiral out from, from your books. Um, I'm thrilled to say that um, after I had reached out and met Gloria and, and pursued her, stalked her to be my mentor, <laughs> um, she uh, wonderfully asked me to... Um, be the narrator the voice narrator for for the audio the abridged audio version of where two worlds touch which i have right here i have gloriously and i'm going to re-listen to it now that we've had a talk i've listened to it over and over but it's been a, a bit of time but what i love about this book and in retrospect in doing my research is is the the where two worlds touch it's the edge of every day gloria where two worlds touch it's mm-hmm. it's the same it's mm-hmm. the and 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 it speaks about it deals with the greatest in my opinion the biggest edge that we human beings face is our fear of change 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if we're not really careful, we can be uh, lured right back into um, habits of thinking and justify them and so forth. Uh, I'll tell you something interesting that Spirit um, said that is an expression that I've really liked that speaks to that. Um, and, the, and the phrase was beware the seduction of the familiar. And uh, I, li- I like that so much because of the fact it didn't say beware the trap of the familiar or beware of falling back into habits. It was the seduction of the familiar. And I think that's a, um, a, a warning to us mm. that the past and, and habits condi- and things that are conditioned that are at a cellular level are very seductive. And and we might not like them, and we may say, I want to change them. But the thing is, the truth is, is that they are comfortable. We know yeah, what we, know, we know what the rules are. Do you know what I mean? Whereas we go to the edge of every day, we go to that edge, it's like, well, wait a minute, I don't <laughs> I gotta figure out how to function here, you know. And it's a lot about um, giving up that which we've outgrown. Mm. No, and moving into the uh, what I can appear to be the unknown, but starts to be very familiar once you've done it, <laughs> once you've lived it. Totally. It's like it's you know. Well, and, you know, and it's funny uh, as somebody who, uh, as an edge walker myself, and somebody who I I personally thrive on change. I believe. Uh, do you think that some people are are cellularly? more comfortable with change or more inclined towards sticking with the familiar being seduced by the familiar well i think that we're all human but we all come with unique intentionality yeah and so i think to generalize about that it would be risky indeed Indeed. Uh, you know because uh, uh what i'm reminded of actually is um something I haven't thought about in a while, but one time Spirit told me that it would take uh, four different types of energies to mm. make this turning that we're in. Yes. And the first are the visionaries. And of course, they welcome change. They're mm-hmm. very happy to leap into the unknown. And so, <laughs> yes, you know, and then, yes, of course, <laughs> there we are, right? Yeah. And then, uh, you know, then come the rebels who really raise sand with the, with the known realities. Yes. You know, and they're protesting all, all over the way and they're challenging systems and doing so forth and so on. Then there are the bridge builders who come along and they say, wait a minute, let's, let's understand each other. Yes. Let's understand where we've been, our history. Let's understand all of that as well as where we're going. Yes, where we're dreaming, what the vision is that's that's by enough of us that it's a collective vision, mm. you know. And then come what really surprised me was the term used was the conservatives, and it did not mean conservative as in political. Political. It meant those that preserve the best of what we've learned thus far. That kind of energy is also required. Oh, indeed. So, you know, I can't. So when I try to answer that question, it's like it depends on what a person's intentionality is when they incarnate. If they've come in to serve any one of those mm. as a dominant theme in their life. In their life, indeed. Because they, they can't, you can cross over and become one in one situation. And or, 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 exactly. Exactly. However, one would be strongest. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sure. So. I mean, you wrote um, Where Two Worlds Touch in 1992, feeling, you know, and it just, the prescient quality of this book where we are in at the crossroads and the quickening where we are in the world today is unbelievable. And so how did you, what was the inspiration for writing this book? I, I think I've heard, I, I remember this story. Gosh, I, want so long ago. <laughs> I want my listeners to hear it. Uh, well, 
I'm going to answer that kind of all the way around, all the way around to get to the point, maybe. And, and I'm not sure I can get to the point. <laughs> That's that okay. It's been a very long time. But I would say um, that at that point, I had been, my work had um, opened mm. and I had um, developed an obedience, for lack of a better word to the guidance that I had from the inside out and from the outside in uh, where they met. <laughs> and um, my guidance was, had taken me from um, the healing work, which started everything. Um, and that's not a way I earn a living, but it is the ground from, for everything else that followed. But then that followed with readings. Right, and, the attunements. The attendance, exactly. Right. And and so over a period of the years that followed, uh, I was aware of the patterns that I was seeing emerged in change and how it was taking place mm. and the ones that I was seeing. And by this time I was uh, teaching. And so I was being able, you know, to see that also in people a reporting in class, not just, you know, the one-on-one. -on -one. Right. And so um, put that together with then the guidance from spirit that it was time to write. I always knew that that writing would be part of my, you know. Oh, sure. Uh, you started out as a journalist. I did. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and um, yeah. So th that's a long way around of answering that question. I'm not sure it even answers it, but so the inspiration was what people, it was, it was people attending my classes. It was individuals that sat with me, gave me the privilege of entering into their inner field, yeah. their lives. And, and it was spirit guidance. Yeah. And um, yeah. Well, as I recall, also some uh, an editor or a, a publisher reached out to you, which I loved. Um, you know, word about you had gotten out, and that you needed to write this book. Well, I want to. We've we've got two minutes to break, and no. okay. So, but life attunements. You've got two minutes. Share with us a little bit more <laughs> about. And we can, you know, we can take a break and pick it up when we get back. But, but I think two minutes in general, a life attunement is um, Gloria beautifully part of the payment that I received for doing the audio was um, this uh, fantastic life attunement. And in, interestingly, you told me that I was to write a book in my life attunement from you. And I remember thinking, that's ridiculous. I have no aspiration in the world to write a book and I'm on the precipice of writing my own book <laughs> and I've contributed a chapter to someone else's book that's doing very well. I'm not at all surprised about it. Right, exactly. Not at all surprised. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going to hold that question and we'll go to break. So I'll let you speak more relaxed about what a life attunement is. And then we will move into your other books and some other stories and what a pragmatic visionary is when we come back with Gloria Karpinski on the edge of every day. Stay tuned. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc.
Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Karpinski. And I, <clears throat> you don't need to go d- d- majorly in depth because th- this is something that people can, um, can read about when they g- run to your website. But I do want people to have a sense of what it's like to work with you one-on-one. So what is a life attunement? Well, <laughs> short version. Yeah, exactly. Is when a person comes, we start with prayer. Mm. Um, because I'm I'm only interested in entertaining that which is going to be for the highest good of the person. And that and, and that would enter my energy field. Yes. I do work a lot with spirit, and I use that word spirit to cover that may be a, a, a lot of territory. Uh, but not get involved in a lot of encumbered language. Yes, you know, sometimes that. it is a guide. Sometimes it's an angel. Mm. Uh, it, you know, and sometimes it's a spirit. It's simply the spirit it, of the person itself. Yes. So the life attunement, the purpose of it is to um, support a person in becoming who they really are by addressing them from the uh, spirit. Outward into how it's manifesting professionally, personally, in the challenges that they've brought in to work with their karma, we could say, in the um, contributions they've come to make, uh, where they are when they're stuck. We look at those things. Yes. And so, generally speaking, because we all manifest in at least several frequencies at one time. There's information on each one of those levels. Okay. Yes. And so very often an attunement or a life reading starts with um, a symbol, a symbol that gestalts all seven. And then we work with that symbol for a long period of time, <laughs> unraveling it, seeing where it's, what its implications might be and so forth. Mm. And of course, the point is to support them in becoming more and more who they are and and dealing with the challenges that they're facing yeah. and um, helping them to maybe um, discover talents they didn't even know they had, or if they did, to encourage them in it yeah. and so forth. And that's just the tip of it. Of course, <laughs> indeed. You know, indeed, it's, it's difficult, difficult to get into in, in this format, but I, but I, it was so profound for me and that I, I did want to give our listeners a taste of it. Tell me, Gloria, did you always, as a young person, uh, and you got into journalism, as a, as a young person, were you aware of these skills that you had, um, vision, clairvoyance, um, information coming through? Was that something that you were very plugged into from the get-go? Uh, yes and no. Uh, in fact, I've been, I've just written about that in this new book that I'm um, working on. Mm. Um, I cannot remember a time that I wasn't saying, why are we here? Yes. Oh, I can't remember you and I a time that I didn't see pictures in my head. And right. I thought everybody did because I was a perfectly normal child. Right. You know, I wasn't running around with psychic data all, all the time. <laughs> Uh, you know uh, but I always saw pictures in my head I always questioned 
Um, let me back that up. I started questioning seriously around eight or nine. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, uh, my parents were not interested in religion and I couldn't stay away. So I tootled down to the church by myself and uh, fell in love with Jesus. Um, you know, and I loved the whole thing and then started seeing a lot of things that I thought were what I would today say were not congruent. Yes. Teachings and it, and it challenged me, but by the time I got to college, I was exposed to, of course, world religions and, and what, what grew for me was looking for the commonality where is the mystical teachings behind it all, you know, yes. and that's continued to fascinate me. And I have followed in those footsteps as well. Mm -hmm. um, well, this is, would be a great place to I um, ask about your beautiful um, on Gloria's uh, YouTube channel. She has a beautiful video uh, that speaks about the difference between spirituality and religion. You know, I get asked this a lot. I'm sure you get asked this a lot, which is why you created this. The, and I remember reading it in your books and just loving your description of the difference. So could you share with our listeners? Well, I'm not sure which book you're referring to or exactly how I said it at the time. I would have to go back and look up at my own well, book. The, um, the, the, the video about yeah. water. Oh, yeah, of course. You mean that illustration? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, that's been on my website for some time. Um, it was a vision I had um, that was about water pouring everywhere. Mm -hmm. And there was no um, limit to it. Yeah. And there were containers that came along. And all of the containers had some of the water. And none of the containers had all of the water. And as long as they kept the cap all, uh, off of the container, it was living water. But as soon as they put the cap on the container and said, this is it, we've got it, you know, it started to become toxic. Yes. And uh, so I felt that the water is spirituality. Mm. Water is the spirit that's everywhere, you know. And what's interesting to me is how much the sciences of today have found languages that underline the same connected and connected field of energy <laughs> that yes. all mystical traditions have, have, have talked about from the beginning. Yes. You know, that connects all, all life, all central. Oh, yes, all connected. Yeah. Uh. Well, so let's move, let's move into um, your, you mentioned this book that you're beginning. Um, I do want to quickly mention again, the second book, Barefoot on Holy Ground, um, a, a spectacular book. Um, and I, what I picked up from your website, um, I, I loved it in, in, where two worlds touch, you talked about the rhythm of change in seven years. I loved that. Mm -hmm. And then in, you used 12 in Barefoot on Holy Ground. And you talked about endurance in these troubling times. The endurance, the power of endurance. And so let's, before we get to your last book, um, your, your next book, your third book, uh, let's, let's talk about the, the divine feminine and your connection to always working towards that in, uh, in, and your upliftment of women and your understanding in today's world that it is the women, it is the rise of the divine feminine. It, that is the crossroads in which we find ourselves. Oh, uh, is essential. And I would say that women are leading the way on that. But, you know, I'd really like us to expand it to think of yinness. Yes. Because that's where we're fundamentally out of balance. It's where we have worshipped at the altar of uh, yangness. Yes, yangness, and, indeed. And, and um, you, you know, I, I have been told from the beginning, as I said earlier, that the um, 
the center of this evolutionary change. And that's the way spirit refers to it, not just as another turning. Right. But, but we're in the early generations of a major evolutionary change. And the seeds that we lay down now are, are going to grow. Yeah. And so it's important that we water them. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, the thing is we've abused the feminine and there's very, uh, there's a similarity between the abuse of nature oh, and of other uh, sentient creatures, um, male and female, <laughs> uh, and the abuse of women. Mm. And so we've got, uh, we've had an awful lot of work to do to bring uh, women into an equal balance on the manifestation level. Indeed. But on a deeper level, we are also talking about restoring that awareness of balance mm. that um, is required with yin and yang. Mm -hmm. With just one, we are out of balance. <laughs> yes, indeed. You know, so we have a lot of distortions about what yinness is. You know. And, and so I think that there will be a lot of teaching about yinness uh, with men as well as women. I've been thinking about developing a workshop for men only call. What are they talking about? <laughs> well, yeah, it's it, it's it's I, I don't I you know, I I I, I it, it's a challenge to be a man right now. It is. It is very challenging to be a man. Um, you know, a man that's what that, I meant. Let me excuse me if I interrupt you, but no, that, no, no, that's what right. I meant was what are they talking about would be the title of the workshop. <laughs> exactly. To try to, you know, yeah. To bring you know, and, and and where to begin with uh the, the, the men that genuinely want to be, you know, it's in, in much the same with white supremacy. I mean the willingness yes. you've yes. got to be willing to say help me to take my blinders off yes exactly. help me to show me where i am blind show me what i am not seeing help yes. me but i you know i'm fascinated i'm also fascinated by and i talk about this in reaching back and mentorship and uh, you know i'm fascinated with the with the internalized misogyny of women that is a fascinating observance do you have any thoughts on that uh would you clarify the question well no i just uh, just understanding women who are upholding patriarchy who have internalized the misogyny and that 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 are more in alignment it, you know it's all part of this large story i understand but but i as women are working to gain their equality to see women standing in the way of that is heartbreaking well it is very hard but i i think we have to be also extremely tolerant that they've been deeply programmed indeed and um we're talking about centuries hundreds of years indeed uh, I can say the, what I have seen in doing life readings and what I've seen in classes, because mm. uh, I teach, uh, among other things, I teach a, um, a course called Renewal, oh. which is um, a, a, um, about the divine feminine. And um, the damage that's been done down through the centuries is carried by a lot of women today. Yes. And the fears are great. You know, I mean, we could start with something as fundamental as thinking if I if I speak up and speak out and break out, um, am I going to be hanged again? Right. Exactly. Am I going to be yeah. burned again? Well, the epigenetics, <laughs> how that lives in the cells of women, oh, uh, you know. Ab absolutely. And, um, you know. It's a very complicated subject, but uh, and I think we have to, like we do with everything, we have to embrace it. You know, I had a wonderful experience with a with a um, monk who had been imprisoned and tortured by the Chinese for twenty one years, and I had the privilege of meeting with him and was told I could ask him anything I wanted to. 
And uh, I only ask him the same thing I ask anybody who's been through intolerable things. And that was what got what got you through it. Yeah. And I loved his answer because he didn't hesitate for a moment. He said, it was my karma and I embraced it. And because I did, I could practice what I knew. And therein is the key, is, is the minute that we embrace what it is. What we can it practice is. what we know. But if we don't embrace it, we can't even get to what we know. Okay, so I think that for a lot of women, for example, that you're speaking of, mm. that's very hard to get through that first mountain <laughs> of embracing. What maybe is. maybe it has to do with their karmic history. Maybe it has to do with their family patterns, with yeah, fear. And, and fear, as we know, is constriction. Yeah, our socialization. You know, so I think there are so many reasons mm. why. But I think that it's imperative that we love our sisters wherever, yeah. however they are. and drop seeds you never know when a seed is going to be finding fertile soil you really don't i learned that a long time ago amen well hey i'm writing a play that i i about well it's not about lilith lilith as the central person a character in the play but it is my hope that it that this play sends these seeds to a spectrum of women who are willing to look into the shadows and allow all of that to rise and to be recognized and embraced and where we can really get real, as I say, about our edges. I totally support you in doing that. That's wonderful. Uh, can I insert here and now the, in addition to the divine feminine being what was stressed from the very beginning, has to has to be remembered again and manifested again on this planet. The other thing that's really really significant is that I've been taught from the very beginning that's that's part of this. It's inseparable from all of is that everything hidden has to come to light now. Everything hidden. hidden. Now that sounds very romantic when you say it in a, mm. in a certain circumstance. And when we talk about looking at, for example, racism or ageism or sexism or any of that, and we're looking at institutions, that's one thing, but it's also taking place individually. So it means that whatever fears these women to speak to pull it to, to that, put it to that example. Mm-hmm. Women that are feeling that way, it's bringing to the surface yeah. whatever is down there. There's no way out of this because it's mm-hmm. going to bring everything up in front and center for us to deal with. There's no way out of this. I love that. Buckle up. Um, we've got to take a break. <laughs> yes. We've got to take a break. And yes, buckle up indeed. Okay. Oh my goodness, Gloria Karpinski. It is so, I I wish we had three hours for this conversation, but we are going to continue with our last bit when we come back with Gloria Karpinski on the edge of every day. Stay tuned. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Are you a conscious co-creator? 
Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Chipping around, kick my brain to the ground. These are the days it never rained. But it falls on the, on edge. the edge of, of everything. Are back with Gloria Karpinski. So um, we can find you, Gloria. At I want to make sure that we say this a few times. Gloria has a wonderful uh, YouTube channel. All of her, the places you can find her are going to be in the show notes. But you can find her at GloriaKarpinski.com. You can order books read all about her wonderful um programs where she's going to be teaching etc on her website so let's talk about your new book that is not on your website yet (laughs) not yet it's not up here yet (laughs) so 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 what is this new book about the new book is called blossoms of fire oh uh yeah that that's a line that comes actually from a a um, poem and um, a right poem, mm-hmm. um, Richard Wright poem, um, okay. and it's it's really what in the publishing world they would call a hybrid. Oh, okay. Uh, which means that it's um, in this case, it's a memoir. Of course, it combined has to be a bit with of a teaching, uh, with teaching. Excellent. So, okay. So are there, do you talk about this question in the book? Are there, have there been in your life? Are there what? Have there been in your life responsibilities you've needed to embrace or challenges you've needed to face in the deepening relationship that you've experienced with spirit? Well, of course. As long as we're human, we're challenged, right? (laughs) Unless we're walking on water, and I don't personally know anybody walking on water. (laughs) I love it. Until that time comes, uh, we're constantly seeking to... um, to know ourselves, that was what was written over the Delphica article. It is still um, one mandate, is to know we'll ourselves. about it often, yes. Yeah, and and then to, um, to acquire ways and means of, um, of maintaining compassion and love and developing increased detachment from reacting to everything that comes along and so forth. There's a multitude of lessons that happen once we wake up. Right. Once, you know, <laughs> the, the training really starts. Of course. Uh, well, I suppose I'm, 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 I'm speaking more in terms of personal experiences, things that you didn't expect that, that could model for people who are awakening. Um, you know, when, when spirit calls, there are certain, th- oh, I need to step into this and to realize that you know that 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 is a calling for a deepening relationship with spirit absolutely well uh, I found myself on my own with two children to raise uh, on my own wow Um, yes you know I have not worked under the auspices of a church or a college or a center, even though I've worked in lots of them. Yeah. Um, you, you know, have that, umbrella so to, that yeah. has meant that I've had to 
uh, be willing to also be very pragmatic and um, a pragmatic and, and visionary. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think visionary. Uh, that's 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 the truth, really. So, and then of course, you know, it would we would be here all night if I started unraveling <laughs> step by step what I've had to learn, you know. Uh, but I I would say uh, balance and mm. the number one um, um, imperative in my personal life. Yes. Um, which does remind me of something I, I, I did want to say is that um, paradoxes I've been taught in spirit is not the same thing as ambivalence or contradiction. Um, a spirit one time said to me, a paradox exists when the mind has stretched far enough to embrace seeming opposites. And the operative phrase there is, is seeming. Yeah. Seeming opposites. They're not really opposites. But whereas ambival ambivalence is either or and keeps us stuck. You know, contradiction is I've got to choose one or the other. Right. You know? So so I would say that learning to handle paradox by whatever name we call it, uh, balance yeah. has been a, a challenge. The balance between the spiritual world and, and I'm and I'm a very practical person. Do you know what I mean? I do. <laughs> <In> my mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> I do. And my life go on time, you know. <laughs> no, I'm being a facetious, of course. Oh, uh, well. To which... some extent, but to some extent I'm not. You know. Understood. Well, we've got to, we've got a minute till we're finished. Oh. I want, I know it just flies by in a blink of an eye. I know it just every single episode I'm like this, but quickly again, GloriaKarpinski.com, the new book, Blossom by Fire. No, Blossoms of Fire. Blossoms of Fire. And Gloria Karpinski, I can't thank you enough for guesting so on the edge of every day. Well, thank you. And to our listeners, thank you for spending this hour with us. Remember, you are always at the edge of the miraculous. See you next week. This is our last dance. This is our last dance. This is our business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. On edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? 
I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 